Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. That's the sound of rock splitting, and this time it's not splitting in a way that we'd like to see. There's been looting, rioting, and yes, you've got Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics. It's going to be a different show today, one that you should very definitely listen all the way to the end, one that we will talk about some of the things that internally are combining to combust within our nation some long fires long started before we were born even those in their hundreds 106 these are fires that were started long before we were born and they're playing out now and people are looking for answers. And we have an answer from a book called A Dream Derailed by the Reverend William Owens. I'm going to read a passage out of that. We're going to honor the life of George Floyd in his last breath before his death. We don't know what was going through his mind. But his living testimony on this earth is over. And there's been more people who've died since his death. And our nation's having to look at ourselves in a mirror. And what are we seeing? And people are saying, how can we get back together? Well, in honor of George Floyd, in honor of those who have been oppressed and has lost loved ones by oppression, by people who using a police uniform who should never have been in a police uniform to cause the murder of George Floyd. That's what happened to George. And there's no other way around that. And we have to look at ourselves in a mirror. And honor that, let's start with a little Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Mother, mother, there's too many of you crying Brother, brother, brother There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving We gotta find a way to bring some loving here today We need that in our nation in today's show, we're going to find a way, we're going to talk about a way that uh, Reverend William Owens has said can lead the way. And then we're going to talk about some words from Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King. Both of these have been on, both of these members of the African-American community have been on our show. And I've helped uh, Reverend Owens in his book, 
I did some editing for him. And uh, Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Martin Luther King Jr., she's uh, written a book with Doc Holliday. This is Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. This is a special show because of the death of George Floyd and what it has meant to our nation in a time of turmoil, in a time of election, in a time people are using the, the death of George Floyd in a lot of ways. And some are political, some are not helping our country. And what I want to do today is something I hadn't heard anybody on any network, on any show, on any podcast say. We're going to talk about a solution that Reverend Owens has in his book. And it's time for it. And that's why we've titled this show, Did George Floyd's Last Breath Inaugurate the death of racism how can racism die how will the whole world every since the world was created and man and women were walking upon this earth to differentiate herself how can racism die listen on to the show and we're going to tell you what reverend owen said in his book a dream derailed now let me first off say i could play clips and sound bites from shows from MSNBC to CNN to Fox, and I could put together a collage of different sound bites and, and be a part of what you're hearing. But you need to hear a different voice. You need to hear something that can bring us together. America has so much. We are the world's greatest country, the greatest country that has ever sit on the face of this earth. And we will one day fall if we do not commit to each other and to the Constitution. There are people out there who want to destroy this country because they hate it. And they are using the death of George Floyd in that way. And we have many who are using the death of George Floyd to purposely put politics in it. This not... This is not what we want to do. Yes, you can go back and listen to my shows in the archives. And yes, there I got political views. And you've heard them. You know them. And you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. But this is not political as much as it is instrumental in, in showing what Reverend Owen says can lead us to end racism. What am I talking about? Well, number one. Yes, we've had peaceful protesters, and we've had riots and looting. We've had groups in Antifa taking advantage. But I, I joined in a protest, a protest of George Floyd's death. I prayed at a protest that was arranged by some African-American pastors, and the main African-American pastor put it together. name is uh, Bishop Clarence Parks. And Bishop Parks was telling us there, He's, he told us a story that when his youngest son was just about four years old, that he would be in the morning on his knees praying. And in the evening when he put his son to bed, he'd be on his knees praying. And he's thinking, I'm being a good daddy. I'm being a good father. I'm showing him I'm on my knees and I'm praying. And he was watching him. He knew his four-year-old son was watching him. And he was... He said after a few weeks, he was on his knees praying. 
and he felt something tapping him on the shoulder. And it was his four-year-old son saying, Say something, Daddy. <laughs> Say something, Daddy. And that's what Bishop Parks encouraged everybody. Say something. White community, black community, Native American community, Asian community, Latino community. All Americans should say something. So Doc Holliday is going to say something today. Are you listening? Marvin Gaye was telling us something in that song. Some of you, I wish I could play the whole song. Go back and listen to what's going on. A lot of white folks don't know the song. A lot of black folks know the song. When I say know the song, they know it because they've lived it. And white America so many times can listen to oh, good music. Do you know the song? Can you know the song if your skin is not dark? I say go listen to the song. Listen to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Go. Get on YouTube. Play it. Listen to it. But what's going on in America is there's uncertainty. Where is certainty? Well, people are searching for it. Uh, one of the things that I want to say is New York Times came out with the 1619 Project. Trying to go back when slavery began, 1619, slaves were brought into America, and they put up this whole litany of uh, what they the they want to paint the world and rewrite history the way they see it. Not that everything's wrong in there, but they're rewriting history. But they say the first African slave came in in 1619, but that is not true. That's why you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm telling you what you can know as truth here. And 1619 was not when the first slaves came to America. Now, you might read that in history books, but I can tell you for a fact because I know, I know Mississippi. And I know about racism. I know what people call racism. I know a lot of the black and white back and forth. But you know, the first slave, the first African slave with black skin, dark skin, did not come in 1619. The first black African who came to America came with Hernando de Soto in 1542, 1543, when Hernando de Soto de, 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 came off his boat in his... his uh, Troop of men of Spanish conquistadors. They weren't American. They were Spanish conquistadors going to different parts. But with him were some African slaves. Not many. And we don't know everything because it's from a diary that you can read. You go online and read the diary of one of Hernando de Soto's. Uh, uh, it was uh, one of the soldiers that wrote this diary. And you got to remember, he, he wasn't a writer. But he put down a lot of the history of that journey, 1542, 1540, 1542 and three, when Hernando de Soto came across somewhere in North Mississippi in the wintertime, came through the Chickasaw Nation. And during that time, one of the African slaves owned by the Spanish, brought there by the Spanish, broke free. And, and the soldier in his writing said, how could some some 
one with us, the Spanish, the Christian civilized nation, how could they break free and go live with the heathen, the Chickasaw nation? So not only was one of the first black African slaves that was brought to America, he broke free. It's a beautiful story. We don't know how it all ended, but he went to live with the Chickasaw Nation. He was free. He was free from the Spanish chain. So when people tell you 1619 Project, they don't tell you everything. When people in the history books say 1619 was the year slaves were brought to America, no, there was a free African in America in a Chickasaw Nation before long long before slaves were brought into virginia i'm just telling you some facts and telling you some truth that sometimes people need to know this african he freed himself and he lived with the chickasaw nation in freedom in america in mississippi now he may have moved on from you know we don't have a history trail to know how it all worked out but he lived free. He freed himself. He saw the advantage of freedom in America, and he took it. Now, let's get to one of the things that Reverend Owens says in his book. It says on page 101, and you can get this book. It's called A Dream Derailed. And we've talked about it, and we'll try to get him on the show in the future here. Uh, a Dream Derailed. It's a foreword in there by Alveda King. But on page 101, he says, How black Americans can rise from the lies of the left. He gives ten things. And I want to concentrate on what he said first. And I'll, I'll just read what he has in his book. He says, <coughs> the added ten things that can free uh, black America, he says, number one, end racism. Now, this is what he says, end racism. So how do you end racism? Look what's going on with the riots in America. Look what's going on with left-wingers using this in the, to their advantage. And what do they want to do? They don't want to end racism unless they control everything. And that's really what comes more like fascism. Antifa is supposed to be anti-fascism, and they're the most fascist uh, of groups. And that's the thing about left-wingers. Always look what they say. You know, it's just about opposite. But you know what? We're going to tell you what how Reverend Owen says to end racism. But first, let me remind you, listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we're glad to have new listeners. And I know this show may be listened more than others. And they, people want to know, well, how do you end racism? What is the end of racism? And we're going to get with that with uh, Reverend Owen's book. But let me remind you that we do have a book. And you go on the homepage of uh, Rock Splitting Politics. And there's a picture that says, Bedrock Truth. Eight Uncompromising Principles for America Now. And right now, America needs these uncompromising principles more than ever. And it's written by Doc Holliday, by Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. You can click on the picture of that book. There's a picture of the 
book right on the web page click on it it'll take you to docholiday.org that's docholiday holiday of two l's.org and you can order the book from right there on the web page we'd be glad to get that book out to you. You've got some more books you can look at if you're interested in any of those books. We would love to get those out to you, and we appreciate you listening. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Now, take a listen to this, and then we have Reverend Owens. I'm going to tell you how he said we can end racism. That was Luther Vandross, Never Too Much Love. We need it in the world now. But let, I said we're going to get back to what uh, in the book. This book called A Dream Derailed by Reverend William Owens. And he is the founder and uh, president of the Coalition of African American Pastors. But this is what it, he wrote in his book, page 104. Order the book, you can read it. And everybody ought to read this book. Everybody in America ought to read this book. A dream derailed. Liberals, conservatives, Republican, Democrat, independent, everyone should get this book. If you got it and your friend needs it, order him uh, your friend a book too. But it says, the first major step may be controversial. This is 10 ways to, for black America to become free and get to the promised land is what he's writing in his book. The first major step may be controversial, but after a lifetime of experience, I believe this will help us break through the mystical barrier that has managed to keep us from the promised land. We need to stop using the word racism. The very word itself divides us. The word racism declares that we are separate races. If we are one race, which God in the Bible says we are, there cannot be racism. He says, now don't get me wrong, I have experienced pain, separation, and discrimination because of the color of my skin. But racism is nothing more than a common sin experienced by every society, the sin of favoritism. Or if you are a Christian and read the New Testament, they talk about the partiality, being a sin of partiality where you favor people because of different reasons, color of skin and the other things too. But Reverend Owens, and this is a man who marched with Dr. King, helped put together uh, sit-ins and protests in the 1960s. He uh, grew up in segregated Memphis, Tennessee. He grew up with, uh, where he couldn't go to the zoo, couldn't go to the, he couldn't use white-only water fountains or white-only restrooms or couldn't even restaurants this is the segregated south where reverend owens grew up and he knows about racism he knows that term racism he's after a lifetime of experience he says that is a dividing word why well you talk about different races and i i think another friend of mine that we talked about Alveda King, Dr. Alveda King, the niece of Martin Luther King uh, Jr. And when it comes to racism, uh, she had a lot of things to say. And 
and she's got books and like i said we wrote a book together we talked about bedrock truths but this is real short this is what she has to say about being of one race she she says there's a verse in the bible acts seventeen twenty six, and she says we are one blood because in acts 26 it says of one blood god created all nations of one blood so therefore she says we are one race we are not separate races but one human race that's dr alveda king and through the years talking with her and i've mentioned this to her what reverend owens has said about we ought to get rid of the word racism and the people want to hang on to the word racism so many times there's people who want to keep us divided even the very people who you love to call racist when you say you're a racist i think they gleam with pride inside when you call them a racist because you are admitting they're different races and if they're different races some people think one race can be superior to another but when you know there's one race like alveda king pointed out it comes from the holy bible and in the new testament and acts it says of one blood god created all nations meaning god says we are one race one race the human race therefore when we use this term racism as reverend owens has pointed out it divides us and there's some people go well how can we how can we pinpoint somebody and their what they're doing and well it's favoritism it's partiality but do not call it racist what reverend owens is saying do not call it racist therefore it separates us it's like a word quicksand the more you struggle get out of quicksand they say you sink deeper into it and the more reverend owens is saying the more you use that term racism the more it separates and divides us it is a devilish lie it's an acceptable form of this culture an acceptable form of this culture is a lie racism is a lie because we're of one race and and that is something that reverend owen says if we can get rid of this word racism and and call it what it is favoritism partiality but when we use the word racism yes it divides us because the very term says we're separate we're not equal but we are together we're one race so that is one of the biggest ways in this turmoil when people say what's a solution what can we do how do we get unity how do we how do we bring people together well let's start by getting rid of the word racism and i go back to what we said uh, reason we titled this show did george floyd's last breath inaugurate the death of racism if you read reverend owen's book then yes this 
outrage, and it is outrage over his death. The knee to his neck was murder. That was his murder as people stood by, adults and children, and saw this policeman in uniform kill George Floyd. It is words don't describe how I feel, and then when you listen to Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On," and it all of a sudden it's it puts you in line to start the process of trying to feel the pain of African Americans that have come down through the generations. It's still there today because we, when I say we, I mean we who have white skin have not walked in the shoes of our black brothers and sisters. So how do we feel that? Black Lives Matter will say, you can't be that, you can't do that, and yet Black Lives Matter I'd like to ask them, can we get rid of the word racism? Can we be one race? Because black lives matter. The organization sometimes has points of view that are radical to the left and nothing like Dr. Martin Luther King's biblically-based protest, but peaceful, peaceful protest. And and he's, that's why there's a monument to Dr. Martin Luther King on our uh, uh, on a nation uh, at our nation's capital, just not far from the Jes- Jefferson Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial. And speaking of the Lincoln Memorial, did you know this? Carved in stone and granite, right there at the Lincoln Memorial, are words. Again, from the Holy Scripture, from the Holy Bible, we mentioned that before, that Alveda King used words from the New Testament, talking about us being one race, but written on, the, inscribed in there in the Lincoln Memorial are words that are from the second inaugural address, and and, and there's words from the Holy Bible that are on that memorial, and in there it says, If we shall suppose that American slavery is one of those offenses which in the providence of God must needs come, but which having continued through his appointed time, he now wills to remove, and that he gives to both North and South this terrible war as woe due to those by whom the offense came, shall we discern therein any departure from those divine attributes which the believers in a living God always ascribe to him. Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Now why did he say that? Because here are the words that he he wrote these words right after he said these words that are from the Holy Bible. Woe, quote, woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh. And that's what he was talking about. 
That's what he is talking about. Woe to the man. Woe to the man by whom the offense cometh. So are we pray, are we paying a price in America for Jim Crow that we tried to dismantle as a country over 50 years ago instituted by institutionalized the uh, de deprivation of civil rights that are listed in the constitution but now Lincoln, again, this is written on the memorial, uh, in the walls of the Lincoln Memorial, and he said, Fondly do we hope, fervently do we pray, that this mighty scourge of war may speedily pass away. Yet, if God wills that it continue until all the wealth piled by the bondsman, by the bondsman's 250 years of unrequited toil shall be sunk, and until every drop of blood drawn with the lash shall be paid by another drawn with the sword, as was said three thousand years ago, so still must it be said, and these words come from the Holy Bible again, quote, The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether, end quote. And then he went on to say his famous words, with malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as God gives us to see the right, let us strive on to finish the work we are in, to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle and for his widow and his orphan, to do all which may achieve and cherish a just and lasting peace among ourselves and with all nations. Now that that's written there on the, inscribed in the granite of the Lincoln Memorial, and it goes back. I wanted to say those things. So here we are, 150 years later, and struggling as a country, not in a civil war. Some people say, "Oh, there's going to be another civil war. We're going to split up." No, we are Americans. That's not going to happen. But the, but the breath of George Floyd that was extinguished, he was murdered. That breath rhymes with Abraham Lincoln calling out, calling out that the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Who pays for justice? How do we pay for justice. Well, I believe that those who have died, like George Floyd, others who have been killed innocently, we have to live our lives out to honor them, do the best we can, go out and say something. I started a show saying that Bishop. Clarence Park said, say something. His four-year-old son told him, say something, Daddy. Abraham Lincoln is telling us in that second inaugural address that's still in the hallway of that memorial to Lincoln, it's, Lincoln is telling us, say something. He's telling us, say something to each generation.
Reverend William Owens is saying something. He says, end racism. Get rid of the word racism. Get it out of our language. Decommission it so that we can be one race, the human race, and love each other. As Marvin Gaye says, what's going on? Luther Vandross, we need more loving. We need more. And we have the way to do it if we say something. Say something. So George Floyd's death will not be in vain. And as uh, Abraham Lincoln wrote in a Gettysburg Address, we have a rebirth of freedom. Our goal now is not to make America great again. We saw that. We were there before the coronavirus. The coronavirus hit. Now this national tragedy of riots and looting. We don't want to make America great again again. We want to make America the best it's ever been. So say something. Do something. Fight fascism. Fight the the uh, favoritism. Fight the partiality. Get rid of the word racism. Get rid of those things that we've known all our lives that separate us. Love more. Argue less. And may God bless America with wisdom and discernment in these uncertain times that we can move forward and forge together a new new bond of one race, one love for America. America that's changing to be the best it's ever been. God bless you. See you next week. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.